0: The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. Bad dog,
1: Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies.
0: The more you know who you are and what you want, the less
1: i had a rough year You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what
0: I'm supposed to be.
1: I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life.
0: Conversation anyway.
1: How are you? Uh, your aunt? Yeah. Talusia?
0: No, I'm here. I'm oh. here.
1: Yeah. The yeah. dogs are very curious who I'm speaking to now. They've just <laughs> run up out of nowhere.
0: And here in She's
1: She's gone back to the couch. She's already given up.
0: <laughs> She's like, oh, no for No." My
1: Skype is really quiet. Let me see what's going on here. Talk now. Now. No. You just got quieter somehow. How did that happen? Oh, you know what it is? I figured it out. It's that stupid headphone thing I always do. Oh. Now it's better. Anyway. Skype
0: for the win.
1: So this is our... I thought we were doing the other one, which makes me feel better. That I can put a weird time limit on it. Not like a literal time limit, but I can be like, I'm done. At some point, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be ten minutes from now. No. (laughs) No. Why do you say
0: that? Uh, I don't know. I'm in a very self... uh, Not defeated. I don't know. I'm just very like, uh, nobody wants to talk to me.
1: Why do you feel like that? We've been talking all day.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Too much isolation, I guess.
1: That makes sense. You spent all day with me yesterday.
0: Yeah. And then... mm well not all well most of the evening with someone else before that yeah.
1: most of the evening
0: I mean she fell asleep at some point <laughs>
1: so all evening no
0: I mean she slept in my bed and I slept on the couch so
1: my point still stands you're just a weirdo
0: that's what she says <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my first non dirty that's what she said joke.
0: Yeah. Um a lot. <laughs> like you're so weird. Like this whole thing is weird.
1: <laughs> Are you stressed about it suddenly? No. Because <laughs> you sound stressed, weirdo.
0: No. No, I'm not stressed about it at all. Uh she had a rough day, I'm worried about her.
1: So um, Because of the ombre? Yeah.
0: This is all very vague, and the two people that listen to this podcast are going to be like, it'd be nice if we knew what you were talking about.
1: They know. They know enough. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, apparently uh, there was uh, a sighting today, so she's having a meltdown. So
1: That doesn't sound fun at all.
0: No, nope. and I don't think I helped, and so she... I was talking to her. She got frustrated, got off the phone. Okay. I understood because I wasn't really helping. But I don't know what to say. So, um, yeah. I texted her some nice things. And then we had a ha-ha exchange. And I'm sure she's with her kids now. So she'll be fine when she's with her kids. Children are an amazing distraction For whatever the hell is going on In your life <laughs> That's
1: very true That's very very true
0: Because like They can exacerbate about While well, you, you're you a father I'm not telling you anything You're gonna be like shut up you don't have any kids But like I, they can I, make a bad day worse But like when You just need to not think about The crap that's going on with your life It's very easy to be like Okay well what's going on here Let's just figure this out (laughs) Like whatever Insane mess you've Created let's fix this So
1: It's like when I talk to you
0: Thanks You're welcome (laughs) I
1: thought Uh, it was a good joke
0: (laughs) It it was And I I Do think that Uh (laughs) You know I'm going to take it super serious. So, I do think that I abuse that whole thing far too much. So,
1: Well, if you wouldn't hit me, it'd be a lot less abusive. Oh, my God.
0: Hopefully, it's a little bit less so now that there's somebody else carrying, like, at least half of that burden of, like, oh, my God, Logan's having another crisis. So (laughs)
1: I just like how my perspective and this other friend's perspective on who you are as a Winnie the Pooh character are so different. That still amuses me.
0: Yeah. For her, I'm Piglet. And for you, I'm Eeyore. hmm
1: Hey, my insurance is going to, or the insurance is going to pay me something. That's great, man. Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> I didn't say it like that. The, all that's inferred <laughs> on your part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. It would be a text message. But your texts read that way. Your texts don't read like they don't read like Piglet.
0: Um let's 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 see. Um
1: Oh now we're exploring it, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Where's where's this text message at? Uh
1: intro- well, this one was totally made up. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to read the text message. Like, all of this is inferred on your part. I just said insurance lady called. They will be paying up, but there's paperwork that has to be filed, so probably not for a week, and they will only do a rental for two days, which is bullshit.
1: Which is bullshit. (laughs) Not. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree with you. I, I said total bullshit. How much cash are you getting? And then you told me. And I said, okay, okay, good down payment. And then you went, yeah. <laughs> Get ready for a car payment. Yeah, LOL. <laughs> and then you changed the subject, which is how I knew that that was more of an E or yeah, LOL, because you weren't thinking about a car payment. You're thinking about jump-starting a shitty car. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. See? Did you hear? Yeah. uh
0: not a shitty car, a car that's lasted for 20 years.
1: Right, but <laughs> oh, now, years. now it qualifies, after 20 years, as a shitty car. Sure. How's that bumper doing?
0: Uh, I mean, it's still holding on.
1: <laughs> that is true.
0: I mean, with zip ties, not duct tape, or whatever you had it
1: Hey, <laughs> together. Look, it got worse when you got it. I don't know what you're talking about. It was fine for me. Well, it's because
0: I hit a couch on the highway.
1: Because this car's been through it, man. You should put it out to pasture. All the more
0: reason to keep it around. Okay.
1: Now who's Eeyore? We saw Joker last night. We did. Uh. You, should, you should headline the title of this episode. Joker sucks. Come at us, bros.
0: I mean, there's such mixed reviews of this movie i don't know that anybody's going to come at us for saying i don't think it sucked i just don't think it was
1: do you know kyle got like death threats on and death comments on his review where really? he like yeah yeah
0: didn't he review it like a week before anybody even saw it mm-hmm. so these people are just making death threats for a movie that they haven't seen
1: which is why i said we should title it <laughs> this movie sucked Come at us bros
0: oh no, they've all seen it by now and drawn their own conclusion, so hopefully that it's not very good, so
1: I had a coworker who's a very nice guy, but he came to me to talk to me about it, and I just knew he's he is a certain type, and he he named I am me about it, and I just knew he like I knew he found it profound, like I knew that's what he was going to tell me, and he I am me and said, "Did you see the Joker?" And I said, I did. Did you see the Joker before I said anything right? And he says, yes, I did. I said, okay, I'm going to put this out there. I'm not a fan. We don't have to talk about it. It's totally cool if you liked it. I don't need it to be a debate. You don't have to agree with me, right? That's kind of like how I am. And what happens 30 seconds later, all of a sudden, he's no longer on Skype. He's at my desk. And we have to talk about it. And that's the kind of stuff that keeps happening in the world. Whether the people who are talking about it are negative, they have to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. What is there to talk about?
1: Well, Joaquin Phoenix apparently gave the best performance ever in the history of film.
0: Not true. <laughs> it's not even the best Joaquin Phoenix performance.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I said. said so Joaquin Phoenix is always great. And this is like not even close to the best. And it's one of those things where the the like adversarial me wants to be like, what Joaquin Phoenix movies have you seen? Because <laughs> I know it's gonna be like gladiator signs and this. Maybe walk the line. <laughs> gladiator signs and this. Do you know what I mean though? Like there's like there's 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 people who watch just blockbuster kind of there's general movie watchers and there's people like me. Yeah. And there's a difference. And that's fine. Um, I don't. I don't judge anyone for not having seen. You know, whatever we own the night, and like, and I think that um, that like that, that's just a thing that exists. And so people, people build these gigantic opinions on very little information, and um, and then we have to deal with that. And I'm like, guys, you'd like the only way I can make my point is to say you haven't seen these five other movies that I have seen and think he's amazing in. And that's um, I'm all t- talking hyperbole in case we do get a random person listen to this and tweet at me or something. Anyway.
0: Did you like We On The Night?
1: I did, actually. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I like it, James Gray. Yeah. He does things on a different wavelength, so like you expect, sort of like Ad Astra, it um, you expect one thing based on what it looks like, because We On The Night was like a cut a movie about you know, dads and sons and police officers, and you think it's going to be a certain type of movie, and it's not that kind of movie. Same way, Ad Astro is not the kind of movie you might think it would be if you don't know what kind of movie James Gray makes. And so, um, and I, kinda, I really like that about him. And We On The just another example of him sort of doing his version of that particular thing. So, sure. like, I, the only one of his I haven't seen yet is um, The Lost City of Zed, but. Um, I need to watch that soon Because I'd like to see his version of a, an Explorer movie Yeah
0: I I don't remember it enough to even like, I remember The like bizarre opening Scene with her like In clothes that Were way too tight And like like this is Just so weird mm-hmm. But Like that's all I remember about it. <laughs> it. Says a lot about your memory. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like. What, I I don't think this is even close to his best performance. I don't even like her that much, and I think he's much better in her than he is here.
1: hmm So. I think we actually talked about her a few weeks ago. Because I, I was when we did our big mega episode. Because I've been oh uh, yeah. Watching it so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we podcasted for two hours. Two days later, I got into a car
1: accident. And then you commented about the length of it on your other podcast. And so that's why I equally don't feel bad if this doesn't become a long episode.
0: I wasn't being, I wasn't trying to be negative.
1: Um, You literally said that you realized after the length of it that, oh God, nobody's going to want to listen to this. They're going to be so mad at us.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, for the, like... For other people. I I mean, I don't care. I like two hour podcasts. So I like to listen to two hour podcasts. But most people get shitty after like 40 minutes or so. They're like, I don't want to hear this. But like I got into podcasting listening to Kevin Smith stuff, which is Oh yeah. Oh freaking long.
1: (laughs) So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It's like having it's like hanging out with somebody. Um, I think his best performance, Joaquin's best performance, maybe the master because it's basically like what he's doing in the Joker, but a real character. Yeah. He's um, really
0: good in that movie. Also not a movie that I love, but it's such a like difficult watch and mm-hmm. uncomfortable. not in the ways that the, the Joker goes out of its way to be uncomfortable. Um Like the master is just like, like Oh God, man. Oh,
1: and then his movie from last year, you were never, you were never really here. It's like a totally quiet performance, and he's so good in that. And I also love him in her. He's just good all the time. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's not terrible in Joker. It's just
1: no, I th- I do think it's not as impressive as people are talking about. It's very one note to me, and. It really came to the fore in my brain how one note it was. and I think I told you this yesterday, but I just want to say it out loud in more spaces. In the scene towards the end, there's a shot, and it's no spoiler, but there's a shot. Well, I guess it is a spoiler. Spoiler alert for the Joker. It's fast forward a minute and a half, but basically it's him in the back of the police car, and it's a total like homage slash ripoff slash I can't think of anything better because I'm Todd Phillips. Um Shot of this of Heath Ledger in the back of the or in the cop car when he's like escaping in The Dark Knight, and and I just uh, instantly was like, wow, Heath Ledger really created a, a character, and I don't think that this movie did that. <laughs> like it just really reminded me of how much better Heath Ledger's Joker was. It was very weird, probably not what they intended me to feel, but that's what I felt in that moment.
0: Yeah, I'll also don't love the idea of even giving him an origin story, even though this movie, we said spoilers. So this movie gives him an origin story without negating the fact that we don't know who he really is uh, or where he came from, but it just pushes that back to a degree of like, oh, well, I mean, he was a child. So, you know, Okay, we don't know where this child came from. The Joker is a chaotic force has always worked better than anything. Like, any other comic book villain. Like, he doesn't need... They did the same thing with Wolverine when they were like, oh, let's give him an origin story. No, it doesn't work. It works better if it's just
1: like, I don't know, it's just here. The, um... The um another part to me where that felt like they I realized like, hey, they're not actually making a Joker movie, no matter what you feel like, is when he's on the talk show and and he says something along the lines of like, is is that that is that supposed to be funny? Blah blah blah, and he goes, It's not a joke. And I was like, No, that's the whole point. Like everything is, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> like and if if at that moment he had totally just It became a Joker movie that moment, and it was the opposite. Of course, it's a joke. Of course, it's funny. Whatever. I may have actually had a slightly better taste in my mouth. I still think a lot of other stuff before that, like in the hour and 50 minutes before that is not very good, but at least I would be like, oh, okay, there's the Joker. And in that moment, I went, oh, it's officially not a Joker movie. Cool. It was the equivalent of Superman at the end of Man of Steel, and I'm like, nope, not a Superman movie. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) That's fair.
0: Um, I like that movie more than you do, so I know I'm not uh, trying
1: to dog that movie. I'm just trying to say like there was a defining character moment that went in the opposite direction of the character, and I was just kind of like, this is why it would have been so much easier for it to yes have been a joke, and that would have that would have done more for the joker because that's the name of the movie it's Joker. It's not some random guy goes crazy, you know,
0: yeah. Um, There's a a movie with Michael Douglas Called Falling Down
1: Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in ages but yeah
0: That like It felt like just a version Of that movie you know like oh, this guy got pushed too far On this day and yeah Okay that's that's great But we've got so many Movies like that and Todd Phillips just seems to go out of his way The entire length of The film could be like Hey, we're borrowing this from that, this from that. Like a lot of it's Scorsese stuff.
1: Oh you know, yeah.
0: Um, which is the the use of music is so Scorsese. And and also, uh, I've have seen a lot, a lot of a lot of people upset about this. The use of rock and roll parts one and two, the Gary Glitter song, mm-hmm. and sent down the stairs. Yeah, they they have to pay him royalties for that. Gary Glitter is a convicted uh, uh, pedophile, and he's currently serving 16 years in prison. And is probably gonna make a lot of effing money off the royalty. So, that's
1: wild. I had no idea about that at all. Yeah, like I—that's Todd Phillips.
0: It, it used to be like a big sports movie, uh, song. And Uh they stopped playing it because of that You know It used to be a big hockey song And I don't play it anymore because A. of who this guy is And B. like no chance in hell Is anybody paying this dude any money Like No not happening So like all of the songs you could have chose You you chose that one
1: You know Todd Phillips is the anarchist Todd Phillips is the true joker That's the point
0: um, it's just there's so much stuff that, and, and it's funny because like, uh, we went and saw that, and then later that night I was like, "Oh, good God, what is that?"
1: It's opening an Amazon box. I didn't realize it would be so loud. <laughs> it's an official unboxing. Okay. We'll, we'll get a million more listeners now since I'm unboxing something. Um, unboxing how bad the Joker is. Title it that.
0: Um. Okay. <laughs> All these titles, uh, attempting to get people to like at us and hate, listen, hate, listen. Uh, I don't like that. One's um, <laughs> <When's> listening?, <laughs> yeah, I'm that. Marie and Jacob. <laughs> that's true. Um, I forget where I was going with it. Oh, so later that night, I watched the premiere of Mr. Robot, and that's a show that for four years now, four and a half years, All of the things it's referencing or homaging or whatever, like embraces it and like puts its own kind of spin on it and then goes out of its way to be like, yeah, we know you think it's Fight Club, but it's not really. Ta-da, you know? Yeah. And whereas Todd Phillips just seems to be like, oh, look, I can make a Scorsese movie. Screw you, man. (laughs) Like, let Scorsese make Scorsese movies. Why don't you make a Todd Phillips movie? Wait, no, nope, no. those are
1: that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're okay. I'm okay without any more. I know he's going to get to make more now, but I definitely am okay if if he just was like, "Cool, I'm I'm an anarchist. I proved my point, and I retire." That'd be the most anarchic thing he could do is just quit. Go ahead, Phillips. Be an anarchist. I mean, I'm I'm down for that. So, Mr. Robot was really good. It was that
0: first four minutes. I was like, so they filmed that two years ago.
1: And yeah, so like
0: nobody's, nobody said anything. How do you sit on that for two years?
1: I mean, and the funny thing is cause they're doing the, I mean, I guess spoilers for Mr. Robot season four premiere, but well, I, I can talk around it, but they, the previously on is happening and then it cuts to that scene. And I'm watching it because I was like, I was into it. And I'm not one of those that usually ignores the previously on because I think I'm smart and I can figure out, you know, what's going to (laughs) happen. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, wait, this isn't the scene ended. What's happening? Oh my God, what's happening? (laughs) It really threw me off. So then I was totally thrown off. And then what happened in the moment happened? And I was just mind boggled.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the most what the fuck moment in the history of that show. And I mean, there have been a lot, but I, I was not prepared
1: for that at all. Has um, has uh, what's his? Uh, oh God, how much? Christian Slater. Has Christian Slater done the voiceover before? Nope. I didn't think so. I was like, I know what they're the point they're making, but I can't remember if they've ever tried to make this point before. Yeah, There's also I, a great third wall break where he looks right at the camera for like a split second as he's turning around. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's the best show on TV. It
1: might be the best show
0: ever on television. I know that's hyperbole, but
1: if it's how you feel, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rain on your parade. It is incredibly great, though. So I mean, I'm not like telling you you're totally wrong.
0: I, I just hope they stick the in, the the ending, like you know, land it, make it good.
1: I uh, really thought we were about to go through a whole season without two of our main leads. <laughs> For about five seconds, I was like, oh, my God. The, I genuinely was like – I think my hands were like on – like total like stereotypical like YouTube video reaction. Like my hands are on my face, and I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, and, I, and I'm already calculating like, wow, who's going to be the protagonist of the show? Are we going to watch Darlene? What are we going to do? <laughs> like I was freaking out. But also like if they had done it – I'm very glad they did. I think what they did was great. But if they had done it, I probably would have been like best show ever
0: I mean to kill the lead of the show the first episode into its final season would be
1: just incredible yeah and I mean r- really two of the leads <laughs> so anyway I just I don't know just thought that was um, and technically if you think of the other uh, you know Christian Slater you know and, and yeah. that would have been three <laughs> it would have been an insane uh yeah it, it's and to ha-
0: to have Sam Esmail in the show, in the role that he's in, doing what he's doing in those final moments of the premiere is just like it's That's so, some good meta stuff, yeah, and i I'm such a big fan of metatextual stuff. It's my favorite thing that TV shows and movies do. Um, so i I fucking love it. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, this is incredible. Oh man,
1: that's good stuff. So you guys are, uh, so Ryan's up for uh, talking. You guys are going to actually do automatic for the people. Yep. Scene Looks by like scene it. breakdown, the kind of whole deal. Yep. Very cool. Very Looks good. like it. So I was glad to hear he was feeling better on the text there.
0: Yeah. I'm convinced that he had pneumonia and did not go to the hospital like I begged him to do, but seems to be on the other end of it. So
1: <laughs> that's just wild. But I'm glad he's on the other end of it. That's all that really matters.
0: I just wish that stuff would stop happening.
1: Well, that's not that's not how life works, but I understand.
0: But it just always seems to be horrible. Not horrible. Just bad thing after bad thing.
1: Yeah. Eeyore.
0: I, I am being an Eeyore, but I'm also not wrong.
1: <laughs> I think that... Um... Yes, you're not you're not wrong. Life does keep happening at you. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know, man. I feel like that's sort of I think that is the human condition.
0: Not just at me. Like it seems like it's everybody. I'm I mean, like, I mean
1: does yeah.
0: He get 5
1: fucking minutes just to be happy at all? I mean, I think I think you probably had 5 minutes Saturday. <laughs> and I think you probably have five minutes Sunday. Yeah. That, that big old steak, that was more than five minutes. Yeah.
0: God, that steak was good.
1: Like it, it, it looked and smelled amazing. I should have asked you for a bite of it. I don't know why it didn't. It didn't even occur to me until right now that I could have been like, that's like a, 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 a dog-sized steak. I could, uh, as I pet my dog, is where my contacts come from because it was about the size of Ari's back. Um, right. Right. I could have totally had a bite and I didn't even ask.
0: Yeah. I, I should have offered, but yeah. You know. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. Um yeah, we the the steak dinner was much more enjoyable than the film. So <laughs>
1: <coughs> that's true. My my little appetizer and cheap watered down beer was uh was also much better than the um better than the movie. Hey,
0: and you got uh some Han Brolo after the fact.
1: So. Yeah, my favorite beer. <laughs> got them in the freezer or fridge. If I had eaten, if I hadn't fasted, I'd be drinking one, one right now. But I, mm-hmm. I have this like one time I had a beer before I had cooked my dinner or anything, and it like affected me like I'd had two and a half beers. So I was like, "Yep, not doing that again." Yeah. Instead of yeah. having Topo Chico, which is Mexican um, soda like a, like a sparkling water, and it's really good. Such a hipster. It's. Me- like it's Mexican. It's not like <laughs> craft from Athens, Georgia, home of the microbrew or something like it's just it's like it's a thing. Yeah. Get off my lawn.
0: <laughs> I guess at least it's not Lacroix, which I know you used to
1: drink. Yeah, this stuff's much better. Um, weirdest thing I've had to drink in a while is the stuff called grass jelly drink. That's what they call it. So it translates. It's from China or Japan. I can't remember. There's different brands. I don't know which ones I've had, but um, no, (laughs) I don't know what where the ones I've had were made. They they make them in China and uh, Japan, and um, I don't know. It's really good. It's like uh, it tastes just like root beer, except it's got these little like gelatin rectangles all in it that are like root beer gelatin. It's very weird.
0: got me a root beer and then lost
1: me a gelatin. But see the thing this is the weird thing about it okay so if you pour it out of a can you can't see the gelatin right if you have it in a glass until after it sits for a second or you start drinking it and you see all this gelatin at the bottom of your glass so I usually get down to the gelatin eat a little bit of gelatin and then pour the rest out which means I'm not totally committed to the cause but the drink itself is really good. Mm. I might have Try it.
0: Try new things. I'm, I'm working on it. No, well, it's not judgment, just encouragement. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. So. You're welcome. I judge you enough. Do you? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, when? About what? We have to talk about this.
1: See, I have a more absurdist sense of humor than, uh, than Arthur Fleck in The Joker. <laughs> just make up stuff and say it because it sounds funny to me. Yeah, I judge you all the time. Like, what? <laughs> like, stop crying. No, I don't. Just, just saying stuff. Uh,
0: I, I I think people judge me all the time. So, I mean, you're just
1: confirming my theory. But I'm really not. Now I'm just making you question yourself more because I'm just saying stuff at random.
0: This is why I'm crazy. Because of me? No.
1: <laughs> just yeah, to... I'm, not, I'm not taking that credit.
0: Um, no, it's... Probably my parents, so. Yeah. Like the Joker, you know.
1: Oh, I mean. All your parents' fault. I had thoughts, but I didn't say them out loud. (laughs) And I won't say them here just to be nice. My mom can't hear this.
0: She doesn't know how to work her phone.
1: I mean, did you not think of her at some point during that movie? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I, I had moments like that, too, during the movie. I was like, this is. This is a little weird. So if anybody should have been ready to be sympathetic for our serial killer protagonist, it would have been us. We weren't ready.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Not at all. But yeah, it did make me think of my my mom. So, And a handful of times I've wanted to put
1: a pillow over her face and (laughs) (laughs) suffocate (laughs) her to death. But what the Joker is encouraging to do is feel better for doing it, you know? Yeah. Because that's okay. That's so. the thing. I just felt like there was a lot of endorsing going on that, even if it wasn't aware that's what it was doing, really felt endorsy. And that's what made it really gross to me.
0: Um, I, So I had an interesting conversation with Jacob earlier today. I said I've been alone all day, but that's not true, Jacob. And I actually <laughs> recorded a podcast for about 35 or 40 minutes.
1: Didn't even call you on that because I'm a nice friend.
0: So, did oh, yeah, you did know about that. Uh-huh. Um, Um, your yeah, uh, so we he asked me about the Joker, and I I went on this like uh tangent about that. I don't want to credit it to Stan Lee because I'm not sure that he said it, but this whole idea that like the difference between the hero and the villain is just one bad day, and that's kind of a a thing like a, a theme that exists. You know, like, it's always, like, this one bad day that creates the villain, you know? Sure, yeah. But, like, that's not true. It's how they react to the one bad day. Because Bruce Wayne had a really bad day. We saw it yet again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen this kid's parents die so many times. (laughs) That, I, I like, more than... I would ever want to see You know Also Why do you have to show that Like they go down the alley Somebody follows them down the alley We know what's going to happen Well,
1: well see, see now with the Joker mask there You could tie it in and now it's like Canon with Batman 89 And then the age thing will make sense Because Jack Nicholson was so much older as the Joker And now it all just ties together in Canon Man Well that's crap I know, but somebody's saying it. I promise you somebody's saying it. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, my point was like that that's not true. It's your reaction to the one bad day. Like at some point you have a choice, you know. Yes, that dude's life really sucked. And there are actual real world parallels to all these other people who have done horrible things whose lives genuinely sucked. But People knit close to them refuse to recognize what's going on with them. Um, we as a culture have disavowed mental health almost altogether. It's getting better, but only in like, what, the last five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are really willing to talk about this stuff. I mean, to the point that I didn't even know what was wrong with me until like well into my 30s. <laughs> Like, I did not understand why, like, I would feel the way I would feel and all of that stuff. Like, what 30-year-old person should have to live not understanding that, like, what you have is anxiety and that's okay. You just have to learn how to deal with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree.
0: So... It's,
1: it's, this it's, is where this is where Jacob tunes out and is like Spencer and Logan are talking about subtext.
0: Yeah, just um, <laughs> Ad Astra was
1: boring. Oh man, it's all, <laughs> I'm just I'm working hard not to go there.
0: I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment.
1: Oh, that's I, the only reason I'm really not doing it because the like the whole point of the movie is the like in the last four minutes of the movie, and okay. and you're gonna love it and. Hmm. Go ahead. I, mm,
0: I don't remember where I was going with all that. But like the fact that, that people just don't like want to help other people. Like the point of like people are so mean to each other, like that, that phrase that he says in the movie, um, like that's a hundred percent true. Like that's the the only thing in the movie that I'm like, yeah, he's right. Like we should stop this. But it doesn't even go out of its way to make the the correlation between uh, Reagan and his administration. Like they mentioned like the defunding of like those social programs and, you know, uh, mental hospitals, which, yeah, a lot of them were not operated correctly. And a lot of that stuff is horrible. Um, but like we're in a place now where we understand a lot of that better. <laughs> I mean, agree with me, Um, but like it doesn't even make the the point about like, hey, yeah, the Reagan administration like defunded all of this stuff, that led to more mentally ill people, uh, back you know in places where they shouldn't be, Um, being able to. I, I mean, how did this lady get custody of her child back? She was convicted of endangering her child.
1: Look, all I could think was adoption's really, really hard. Did she just, like, go to the baby store? How'd she get a kid to begin with? Yeah. A single mother, very, very young, um, who at the—by at, all— The ones, maybe. Maybe, but even then, like, mm like, if that were the case, you would then Thomas Wayne would have been sh- sympathetic, sad story, yeah. I mean, it's just like it just none of that made sense to me, yeah. Um, it's because people yeah, don't know how uh, adoption works, and so in that case, they'll just buy anything that Top Phillips tells them, yeah, on it. yeah. Uh.
0: P- That's one of the arguments you'll hear. I, I mean, we occasionally get political. People that say, well, like, don't get an abortion, put your child up for adoption. Like, do you know how like, just difficult that is? Like, the easiest way for somebody to adopt a child is if, like, so I know uh, Tom and Mary, and Tom and Mary are having a kid. They don't want, they're not in a position to, to be able to support this child. They would like to give the kid up for adoption. And they would like me and my wife, my non-existent wife, to adopt their child. And then we go through that process. But it's still a rigorous, time-consuming, frustrating, expensive process. Yeah. If you have to do it through the state or whatever... It's even worse.
1: no, I yeah I know.
0: so it's just like the people that are like, well, they should just figure out they should just become citizens like everybody else. Like mm-hmm. do you know what the backlog on citizenship is? It's insane., I know. like it's not easy. You make it sound like it just wait in line. Well, okay, well, I'll wait in this 45 year line. I'll be dead by the time I get my citizenship. We have to figure out a better process. <laughs> I can get approved for a credit card in five minutes or less, but, you know, it, it takes 25 years to become a citizen. Good just, for you,
1: like, Good for, you for being able to be approved.
0: I said, uh, well, I can get. Uh, I'm just kidding. On my credit.
1: It's fi- a knock on my own credit. Don't worry.
0: Uh, my credit's horrible. I mean, I got like $30,000 in medical debt. <laughs> but you're alive. Yeah. Cancer ain't cheap, man. Um. So uh, It just it, it doesn't make any sense And there has to be a better way And nobody's willing to Like Step in and figure it out You know Because they're not the ones that have to deal with it So
1: I don't disagree anyway. Did you watch Resistance yet? Yeah Alright hold on I gotta turn my oven on it takes like forever to heat up. So talk for 10 seconds.
0: Uh, resistance was pretty good. I'm excited about star Wars. I had a nice conversation with Jacob about what the like true, like theme of star Wars is. Uh, I don't What's know. What's the theme? Uh, so me and Jacob had a, a discussion, which you can hear probably sometime later this week on X-Wing files, uh, over at the website. Cool. Um, about
1: what's the website dot com. look i'm helping you promote go ahead
0: Um, so seeing the trailer in front of the movie the other day it got me thinking I don't know how we didn't talk about this But I started thinking about like how everybody tries to boil star wars down to like it's really the story of this It's really the story of this. It's you know fathers and sons or family or faith or whatever And like
1: metachlorians.
0: All- yeah, None of that isn't true Like it's all true But just the more I thought about it The more I was like well It's really just Everybody It's the story of redemption And whether you get it or not And how your decisions Like it's kind of your choice To be redeemed You know like All of these characters In some form or fashion get redeemed Except the ones that choose Not Not to Yeah You know like Palpatine doesn't Well I mean I don't know I guess we'll see in the new movie That (laughs) dude
1: ain't getting redeemed (laughs) But he's getting hit back with a stick
0: Yeah Um, But it's you know it's always Their choice And, and no matter How far you stray You can't erase the things that you Did but you can choose to still do the right thing when the moment comes, you right. know? And but like, we started going through the saga a little bit and like just pointing things out.
1: It's going to um, be my favorite episode in ages. I'm so excited. This is the kind of stuff I wish you did more of.
0: Um, it, it was, it, I wish we'd had time to really like deep dive into it, but like Hudson came home and, um, I was like, I'm gonna let you go play with your baby. <laughs> it's probably way more important than this conversation. Um, but uh, we also uh, kind of dissed uh, the force awakens in the last Jedi. So you're not going to love that part,
1: but uh, I'm an adult. I can handle it. Unlike some people, Jacob,
0: <laughs> it was what I said to you where like the, the prequels are bad movies with good things in them. And then the sequel trilogy has so far been really good movies with some bad things in them um or not great things I don't want to call them bad
1: weak I like I think I use that word with you I like weak. weak
0: yeah with some weak things in them um and we talked about that a little bit but just the whole like I was like yeah every
1: how, How many seconds second. approximately until someone said "Canto Bite"? I'm just curious.
0: Immediately after I said that, Jacob said "Canto Bite." <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just knew it. I just wanted just to clearly. I mean,
0: it wasn't even ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then I brought up the Rattars in the Force Awakens, which is definitely a segment of that film that I'm like, I don't ever have to watch it again. <laughs> Uh, the Conja Club can kiss my ass
1: I love the name though <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to Conja Club It's a great line
0: uh, That's funny because Jacob's like oh I hate that
1: one." <laughs> it's like the one thing That I remember about Rebel Force Radio That I still agree with them on pretty deeply <laughs> That's a fun line
0: <laughs> Tell that to Conja Club
1: that's it. that's it I'm very bad at movie quotes I just proved it right then I love this line let me misquote it
0: But uh but yeah, like everybody's story is just the story of redemption. Like even Han's story, like uh, ultimately is
1: shoot in the first movie, he comes back and completely redeems himself for leaving in the middle of it, and in a lot of ways, for whatever his scoundrel life was before we met him, yeah, and I mean, then, that's just in one movie, yeah, not to say the bigger element of of the, you know, being willing to be. In love, which is something he shut himself off for, from, in, in the second movie, you know what I mean, yeah. and and then I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: No, I, I love it. I should have had you. We should have waited and podcasted with you.
1: <laughs> I no, I, but that's to me. That's the whole thing of like. There's this whole. I've I've been t- texting you some like stuff I found on Twitter um, about like Raylo. You know the people who want Ben and, and Ray to have some sort of. Uh, accepted connection is is really what it is. Now, there are people that are very specific about what it is, but the general Raylo idea is that you're laughing because... That means dirty stuff, and I was very polite about it. Um, but but really it's it's the idea that they are connected, whether that's romantic or not, they are it is important that they choose to be together in some fashion, whether through the force, through romance, a combo, or make a decision to not let the emperor win or whatever's gonna happen in the movie. That's the Raylo idea, right? And there's a lot of people who really don't like it because that that the fundamental crux of that means that Ben would have to be redeemed. And because he killed Han Solo, they do not feel that that is possible. But how much better of a redemption do you have than making the right decision after trying literally as hard as he possibly could by killing his own father to come back from that decision and be like, I screwed up. I have to do something better than myself. Like, it doesn't get much bigger in terms of redemption redemption than that outside of Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah you know he what I mean
0: watered <laughs> children I mean an entire just a group of people he helped hunt down and kill his own his uh, friends, yeah and you know when so uh there's there's a actually an episode that you haven't heard yet um that'll come out tomorrow. I think we talked briefly about um The new comics that are coming and how it's going to explore Vader in between uh, A New Hope and Empire.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Empire and and Jedi, I mean. Um, And how that's unexplored territory. And and Jacob went on this uh, little tangent about um, how.
1: I call it a ninny fit.
0: No, 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 no. This was not negative. I'm just kidding. Um, About how finding out that, like, yes, Luke, like, his kid exists. Like, he knows that because I don't, he never knew he was having twins. So, uh, his son exists, and then that sends him on this like path back towards,
1: uh, how does my son exist? Right. Why do I not know? That's that get when I read that little description of the idea that he's going to be looking for the people that help cover that up from him now immediately, like I know that means some good people, right, but right. also like potentially some bad people, and that's super exciting to me
0: right, and uh Jacob talked about how like that will all be uh in the vein of Darth Vader as an evil person, but through all of that, it actually brings him back to his love of Padme, who at this point, he's kind of lost some of that. Yeah. And by like moving back towards that, it actually is the thing that ultimately would lead to him redeeming himself
1: or In try- Jedi when it, when it becomes a chance of I stick to my master or I choose my son and he chooses his kid. Right. Which makes sense to me because what love really is stronger than that between parent and child? If Katie and I and Ezra are in a situation where it's who saves who, we both choose unanimously and quickly to save Ezra. You know what I mean? Like. Like, do I save myself and then, and I get to keep? Like, it just whatever, and vice versa. It wouldn't matter how much we love each other. It's our child, and that's what you do. And so he gets put up against God essentially, or his child, and he chooses his child. And then the, the idea that, I mean, on, on an inherent level, it makes perfect sense to me. That's why Jedi, you know, despite some whatever naysayers are out there, mostly about the kitty stuff, but that stuff's not what people seem to really hate uh, if they look back on Jedi and they say it, which. Whatever. But um but I feel like that because it makes such perfect sense to anyone who watches it that absolutely you choose your kid in that moment. Absolutely you do, no question. But the idea that we can sort of also watch him develop into a person who could feel something to have that choice be made is is really intriguing and exciting. I I completely agree. And Wait. he'll crush some fools along the way, which is what a lot of people want from Vader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's
0: it's just such a good a good idea to finally get to see that. And I remember when the comics first launched, and the film dispenser was still going, and we had this discussion with Adam um, mm-hmm. because in the comics, Vader and Luke come face to face early. Uh, yeah, and Adam did not like that because his whole thing was like, no, the first time they meet face to face is in, uh, empire. And like that, I was like, I I understand what you're saying, Adam. And I get that. You think it lessens the impact of that moment, but like, think about it from the perspective of like, how does he even know who this kid is? How? Like, yes, he's very strong in the force, but like Luke Like he he's not looking for that You know he's not looking To feel like oh is this Somebody that I should know Like the reason he feels Ben is because A he knows That Kenobi's still out there Like he just knows He would have hunted him down And killed him Like he's been trying Mm -hmm. If he was dead he would know it So he's always Like looking for that you know he he has no feeling for luke so he doesn't know he might can feel the force but he doesn't know that that's his son you know so like in the comics there's this whole journey of like figuring out who this force sensitive person that he came into contact with and of course he hires boba fett and Fett finds out that he's just some kid named skywalker from some backwater planet And that sets Vader down this whole path of, like, holy hell, my son is alive. And then leads to that confrontation in Cloud City and, like, confirming all of that and being face-to-face again with his son. Like, of course, that's going to bring up a lot of stuff. Initially, it's all going to be anger. So, yeah, you're right. He's going to, like, take some fools out because it's just going to be straight up anger. But once that goes away and he's killed everyone he can kill that knew about him, (laughs) then he's left with like, okay, he's left
1: alone with his feelings.
0: Yeah. What do do I do now? Because you closed yourself off from all of this for so long. And, you know, anyway,
1: there's a lot of promise in all that. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Sadly, my, my the thing I'm least excited about is Greg Pack writing it. Oh, eh. He's a great idea guy to me, but the dialogue stuff I always struggle with with him. Yeah. Um, I,
0: Star Wars stuff is the only stuff I've ever read of his that I think I really
1: like. I'm enjoying this last run, which gives me hope. Um, but uh, Charles, Charles is he just pronounced it Soul? Do you know? I believe so. Uh, he's i love him on star wars i'm so excited that he's he's coming back into the fold um that's very very exciting to me um and whatever this project luminous is the heck
0: luminous beings are we who said that yoda said that
1: in which movie um god i don't know that's fair um well, that's exciting. No, I, as soon as you said it, it sounded familiar, but I didn't. I have very bad quotes. I say it a lot. I'm honest about it. Um, but no, the, the people they have working on that and Claudia Gray writing a book for it, just it's just like I'm all there. I also found out Claudia Gray is not her real name, which makes perfect sense, but I didn't know until I heard it, and it kind of made me sad. What is her real name? Amy something. Hmm. It's on her Wikipedia page. But Claudia Gray is like her pen name. Oh, nice. So, um, but yeah, um, but I'm reading like so much stuff. I'm so I'm reading master and apprentice speaking of Claudia gray. I'm about a hundred pages in, um, and I'm listening to the last book of the aftermath trilogy, which I just, I read the first one, the year of the force awakens. and just never followed up with it because the first one was a good story, but I thought, uh, mediocre writing. And I really attribute that now to, um, Uh, how rushed it must have been to get that book out Um, because it's a lot of stuff and like there's these interludes every few chapters where you just jump to some random location and spend five minutes with a character that maybe like Dengar or somebody just some random person Um, and so there's a lot going in there and um, so the first one was kind of weak and I didn't follow up with it but I've been doing audiobooks to kind of supplement my reading to catch up with as much of it as I can before the rise of Skywalker, because I'm an insane person. Um, But the aftermath trilogy has turned out to be really pretty amazing. Um, It's written by Chuck Wendig. The first one, like I said, eh. the second one's really, really good. It's about um, freeing Kashyyyk um, from the empire. And then the second one, or the last book now is all uh, about um, the battle of Jakku, which um, I don't know how much you know about that, but it ends up being like the final battle of the Empire of, as as that was it was known, like before there's First Order or anything like that. It's this is the last battle, the last stand of the Empire. Is it the Battle of Jakku, All the remnants sort of show up there and then kind or of, I I've read do Claudia Great Book, Lost Stars. So you kind of see that battle from one perspective and I read that years ago. Um But now I'm seeing it like as it builds, as the battle builds politically um, with like Leia and Mon Mothma. And there's characters on the ground of Jakku who are sort of seeking out the importance of this planet, which is stuff that was seeded years and years ago. And I missed all this stuff then. And I'm really disappointed in myself for it. It It's super good. And I'm very excited. And also, you'll be happy to know on the way home today, there was a special interlude on Naboo and Jar Jar was there.
0: Oh, that's, that's nice.
1: It was really sweet, actually. Um, so do you want to know what Jar Jar's been doing um, throughout the original trilogy? Sure. And his shame, because he was shamed by his people um, for the rise of the Empire <laughs> because of his senatorial blunder, um, he came home to Naboo to try to be a nice person, and his he works with orphanages to entertain the kids That's Eventually. that's
0: uh, Star Wars is the story of redemption,
1: and that's the thing. The whole thing you're reading it, I'm reading it. I'm going. Chuck Winding is like sticking his middle finger up to every adult who is mean about Jar Jar because in that moment it was basically your arguments for pro Jar Jar, um, and then with the example of a little orphan child who's having a really bad day who meets Jar Jar, and they have a, and he has a much better day because of it. And I was like. Well, there's Logan's point proven in one chapter of a book. (laughs) Um, And it's and and I found it moving (laughs) even with the voice actor doing the whole voice. Um, And they describe him like how he looks now more aged, which is kind of weird um, because, you know, it's like 20 years or whatever. Um, And so he's aged. And um, so there's like this little description of his face and his gray and sort of the fish whisker kind of things. And like and it's just like, oh man! Um, and then I had this moment of, well, could we just see like Jar Jar like in a crowd in the last movie? Could that happen? I mean, so I've come, I've not come full circle, but I'm a lot better about him than I ever was before. Um, so you've worn me down, and then Chuck Wendig brought it home.
0: It's 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 this thing of like even the most annoying characters. Like everybody has a purpose And like just because you can't see it Or you can't see it right now You know Like instead of tearing them down Like like, oh, Okay well maybe that's not for me um, So you have fun And uh, I support you In what you're doing I mean it caused the downfall of the Republic But you know More power to you <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I it's, thought you would like
0: that uh, it's in Empire. Uh, it's his whole size matters, not quote. Uh, but at the end, he says, Luminous beings, are we not this crude matter? Oh. Uh, Project Luminous is probably a Yoda story.
1: So. Oh, my God. Claudia Gray writing a Yoda book just makes me so happy. Also, Claudia Gray has this great ability... master and apprentice right i'm reading this book it's about um obi-wan and qui-gon obi-wan is in his teens at this point okay and it is one of the most homoerotic things i've ever read (laughs) (laughs) it's very like the whole book is so good so far it's very good but like there's a moment where literally this is what happens Obi-Wan is mad at Qui-Gon and goes to a private dojo to practice his lightsaber skills. Then Qui-Gon interrupts him, and Obi-Wan is like, you're not supposed to be here. (laughs) It's it's so, like, I'm just waiting for the line where it's like, and their brows glisten with sweat. (laughs) Like, it's so... Anyway, it's very good. But anyway, so I think that Yoda has this very flamboyant thing about him that I think Claudia Gray, if she writes a Yoda book, would be so perfect at writing Yoda. And then also, like, getting away with it. And by that, I mean, like, I don't care that Master Apprentice feels home erotic. I think it's very it, – it very much works to the whole Master Apprentice relationship in a lot of ways and and so it's very it, it works for what the story is and it, it's very it works but the idea that but you could also read it and not catch any of that stuff or not think any of that and that's why she's really i think she's really good at that and so i would love to her to write a little kinky weird yoda <laughs> it'd be great
0: yeah that that's my guess i might be wrong but
1: i like your guess i'm hoping that's it i'm gonna go with that as
0: soon as they, should, they said project luminous i was like well that's a yoda quote <laughs>
1: so <laughs> it's funny. I didn't even. I'm yeah. Didn't go there at all. And That's all. I, I didn't go anywhere. I was like, "What is it?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I'm probably wrong. So uh, Yoda seems to be one of the untouched characters as far as like history. I, how, yeah. How can we expand on this? And I know that Lucas had specific instructions. <laughs> When he still owned the franchise that no one was to tell any Yoda backstory unless unless it was him like nobody else could write that. Um, so I don't know if he had things that he turned over that they're going to expand on or if I mean, it's theirs now. Uh, obviously, they pissed George off to no end so they can just do whatever they want. Um, I, I don't really care. I. Honestly, I don't care about Yoda enough to want to know his backstory.
1: (laughs) I See, this is my thing. I don't want backstory, but I would love, like, Adventures of Yoda a hundred years before The Phantom Menace. Yeah. I don't don't want Yoda as a boy or how, like, I don't want Yoda discovering his powers. I want, like, he's a little bit younger and he's still out in the field. What's that look like? Yoda, Detective Yoda, like Detective Pikachu. That's what I want.
0: That, that I'm okay with, for sure um, Just, I, I don't care about his Quote-unquote, his origin story I, I just, I don't care so, um, It's just, you know It is what it is I like Yoda as is But, yeah, a good Yoda story I'd be down for So um, yeah, Just when you think Star Wars It's like, oh, it seems like it's about to just die down It's like, nope you're about to have more Star Wars than you can handle.
1: And it's only like written stuff right now. Like we're talking about books and comics. Yeah. Like that's crazy. The Thrawn stuff is exciting because I feel like what they're doing, they've they've done a Thrawn trilogy of books that take place um basically uh before Rebels and see a lot of stuff that is that's in Rebels, right? Um, and now they're about to do a trilogy of Thrawn um young in and out in wild space, which has been sort of where this whole thing has been pushing for the last three or four years is wild space, the uncharted territories. And so they're going to do a trilogy of him there because when he shows up in his first book of the trilogies, he is essentially escaping wild space, uh, hitching a ride with the empire to get out of his hometown in in a lot of ways. Um, And um, so not like that, but to me what that means is, okay, if you're going to do a trilogy of trilogies, that last one, that's Ezra Bridger time. That's yeah. that's what happens post Rebels. And the I like I so desperately want post Rebels Ezra Bridger. I want the Hunt for Ezra to be a Dave Filoni directed live action show. Um, and I want that's um, you know features Ahsoka and Sabine. Right, they're the characters. I don't even need the Ezra show. I need the Sabine show. And um, and I want those books and I want Thrawn and Ezra out in wild space. What happens after that? All leading up to what's Ezra Bridger doing at the time of the rise of Skywalker, the time of Ray. What's he doing? Uh, I'm I'm in for all of that. So,
0: I mean, the novels I haven't read, I keep saying I'm going to get into it and I don't, but
1: um. Well, the truthfully, the coolest thing, I, well, not the coolest thing, but the thing I've enjoyed the most about the audiobooks, books, um, because I do the Audible thing, so you get one free a month, um, but it's also, because the app is really nice. I know, like, you can you can get the books if you want to, but then you have to, like, fast forward and remember where you stopped and that sort of thing, um, but, like, it, the, the production value is so good. Um, there's only been one that was, I thought, really bad, and it was the... The Han Solo. There's one called um, Last Shot, which is came out around the time of Solo, and it's a basically a story of Han and Lando when Ben is about three or four years old, maybe three years old. Um, and but what it does is it cuts back to two other different timelines: one with Han Solo like 15 years before, and then one with Lando like 20 years before. But each section, present and the two past, have different narrators, and one of the narrators is just the author of the book. So he reads it like he's just reading the book, and it's awful. Um, But the story itself is really fun, so it was kind of a drag. But otherwise, there's like John Williams' music playing behind the books. And yeah. that the voice actors are, are generally really good, um, and like they can switch between. If if like like in the, the the book I'm reading now, they they've run into a hut, and it says the hut speaks essentially, and then they like give you hut teas for a couple of minutes, or not a couple of minutes that'd be too much, but like for a few seconds, and you and then it has the translator translate like the, the and it's it makes it more like an audio podcast in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, I don't know, they're very fun. Um, And so I think that's made it so while I'm also getting the chance to catch up on stories, I'm like, I'm super entertained. That's why I'm behind on your podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, I I actually used to listen to the old Del Rey uh, pre uh, buyout Star Wars stuff. Yeah, Uh, not all of it, but occasionally like a couple of Darth Maul, uh, at least one. I think there were two maybe Darth Maul books, audio books that I listened to. Um, a couple of other things and the production was always there like it, it was the it was the only audiobooks I could listen to it's back when I delivered pizzas um, before I got heavy into listening to podcasts I would li- listen to audiobooks um, I would try other audiobooks and I'm just like this is so dry like I can't even do it
1: yeah and that makes sense to me I mean because I because I've got I heard a recommendation for a I'm not huge into like serial killer books like like true crime unless it's they unless it's reads like a mystery thriller like you this is not a known case so you're gonna like it then just becomes a really good mystery book because the true story was so wild you know um and so i heard about one and it was like really highly recommended and really highly rated and so i was like well and i lost like i used my free credit that month on that book and i got like 20 minutes into it it was like i would rather the serial killer kill me than finish this book and I put it down and I couldn't do it So I, so I definitely know what you mean about the, the dryness It's just, it's, it's difficult I think To, to have that balance um, But Star Wars is so plotty And they're not like ruminations On spirit and thought in the same way As like a, a big piece Of literature, it, it makes it really Well suited for the propulsive Almost audio Radio drama feel
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to Especially with the amount of walking I'm doing now I definitely should get into the Star Wars audio stuff. Uh, Yeah,
1: I mean, I walk around. That's what I do. So I do it for my commute, which you'll have again soon. (laughs) Um, And we probably have similar time commutes. How how long is it when you drive from your apartment to work? About thirty minutes, depending on traffic. So, so I do that. So back and forth, and then um, and I walk a couple times a day. So it's probably in total an hour and a half a day I get to listen. And if it's fifteen hours, it's just you know week and a half or so and I finish a book
0: yeah yeah I need to start doing that so um maybe especially because I'm working weekends for the next two weeks and from what I've been told it's even more boring than the shift I was working so um I might be might be getting my more than five miles a day in so
1: the only thing I can't do I cannot sit and listen to them yeah like if I'm like at home, like, cause I'm, I'm home alone this week for a few days. Like I, when we get done, like while I'm cooking my dinner, I might listen. Right. Um, if I don't play music, cause I can sing and nobody can judge me. Um, and, um, but, but then like once that's done and it's time to sit down, nope, that's done. Can't do it.
0: Yeah. I can't do that with podcast either. Like I, I, the minute I walk in my front door from walking, if I'm listening to a podcast, I will turn it off because inevitably I, something else will pull my attention and I'll stop listening to the person talking.
1: Yep. So, and is, You ever have those moments where you're like, um, five minutes later and you're like, wait a minute, what's been happening?
0: Yep. All uh, like all the time. If I'm inside or sitting down, like if I'm walking, I'm like engaged in or driving. I'm engaged into what I'm listening to. But if I'm indoors sitting down or, um, not doing something like if I'm washing dishes, I, that's fine. Or cooking, like you said, that's fine. It's like my hands are engaged and my brain is focused on what I'm listening to, but anything else, no, like I can't eat and listen to that. Uh, whereas I can eat and watch TV and have no problems. So I, I it's very strange. Um,
1: so I can so I do um, I will listen when I'm working on my puzzles every now and then um, but check this weirdness out I can do it until I realize I'm looking for one specific piece like yeah. if I'm on the piece hunt then I just totally lose track of everything happening but if I'm just building a puzzle I can build like hundreds of pieces together but if I'm like where's this one specific piece I lose it and I can't do it
0: yeah yeah it's yeah, it's very strange um, the human mind yeah a mystery.
1: <laughs>
0: mm.
1: No wiser words ever said. I have the perfect name for this episode. Are you going to tell me or am I just going to wait till it publishes?
0: <laughs> I should make you wait, but I'm going to tell you. Tell me. I'm going to call it uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the Star Wars Redemption.
1: I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Like
0: Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which is no. the original name of that book.
1: I know. Did you go see it in the theater or was that the when you got in the car accident? It was the
0: weekend after I got in the car accident. Gotcha. Sorry, man. That sucks. Yeah, I really, really wanted to go see it for the 25th and I just wasn't able
1: to. Do you want to spend $21 per ticket to go see the Fleabag one woman show when they play it here in town? Because they didn't play it on the first run and now they're going to play it on um, one of those Fathom events in November?
0: I mean, probably not, because I watched half an, like, not even half an episode. I watched three minutes of the one episode of that show.
1: What was the thing that cut you off of the show?
0: Um, I mean, I, it even seems too graphic for this podcast. Uh, she was talking
1: about anal sex, and I was like, okay. I'm not watching this. <laughs> so, did I tell you that I recommended the show to Katie's co-worker slash boss? and his wife and they watched it how'd that go they got to her masturbating to Obama and turned it off (laughs) because they were both so uncomfortable yep I was like I thought that you guys were cooler than you are I apologized
0: nope not that cool (laughs) I'm cool that it happens I'm not cool that people want to tell me about it (laughs) oh it's so great
1: it's so great
0: yeah very uncomfortable so like, yeah, no, can't watch this.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We don't all have to be terrible people like me, I guess.
0: I'm not saying you're terrible. More power to you. I just you know, it made me uncomfortable. So I I stopped watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But the thing yeah. is, the whole show is really about redemption. <laughs> you love it. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's great, but I'm not going to get to that part because I can't make it past the other part.
1: What are you eating for dinner?
0: Um, I'm going to, I was going to bake some chicken, but I actually have some crackers in there. So I'm thinking about crushing up the crackers and making like kind of fried chicken uh, Okay. with the cracker crust or maybe yeah. baking it with the cracker crust. I don't know. Um, I'm going to experiment there. I cut up some carrots, um, and I have some hot honey. Uh, I don't know if you've ever
1: had hot honey. I think I have. It sounds really good.
0: Uh, And I'm going to cook those in the hot honey. I've got some asparagus and a lemon, so I'm going to zest the lemon and then cook the asparagus with the lemon zest and the lemon juice. And then I've got some potatoes that I just use olive oil and salt and pepper on. And
1: um, I think that's it. You know what you just did for me? What? You proved to me that your life ain't that bad, because that sounds wonderful.
0: Yeah. But I also just want to go make myself a cheese quesadilla and just watch TV the rest of the night. So well, What are you going to watch? Uh, I'm about halfway through Batwoman, which... Oh, no, it's not good? I hope it gets better. Okay. Um, it it has the same flaws that all those other shows have um but doesn't seem to have the same benefits that all those other shows have like arrow has gotten way too moody in the last few years but i mean it was always kind of moody but like flash has the same formulaic like stupid crap but it's like i really like these characters and they seem to be having fun so i'm going to have fun with them uh this show seems like what a Batman show would be like, it's like just so grim and like, everything's like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not loving it. So, um, but we'll see, maybe it'll get better. Uh, black lightnings back tonight, which is a fantastic show that comes on at nine. I think so. I might watch that. Um, and I've got the finale of Pennyworth, which is a show that you would love. Um, 10 episodes. I, I need to do it. I need to I'm do it. Not gonna get a second season. Um, you can so, already tell that. Um, I mean, it's on stars. Oh. So, I I just don't foresee it uh, getting a second season. The latest episode of Titans too. I haven't watched it. And uh, Supergirl. Because Supergirl came back.
1: Jesus, so much.
0: And I may
1: rewatch Mr. Robot. So. I'm gonna watch for sure. My goal is; these are my goals: to watch one movie, short one, like a real short. I have this horror movie from like the 60s. I kind of want to watch. It's like 80 minutes, and then um, and then an episode of Legion because I still haven't finished. And then put on Rebels and go to sleep. I've been rewatching Rebels. Did I tell you that? I
0: yeah, I, you know. I, I-, I appreciate that far more
1: than the anime. Oh, man. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely had forgotten because it's been such a crazy couple weeks. I regret. Oh, you're a good friend. You know, remind me of the things I need to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this has been fun. I'm going to go cook dinner now. I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. So, All right.
0: Well, it's fun.
1: Thanks for listening, Marie.
0: Yeah, and and Jacob, even though Spencer is feuding with him. Uh,
1: did you see my comment on the message thread? Yeah, <laughs> <was> pretty great. <laughs> I have a feud. I mean, a few ideas. <laughs> uh, did he say anything? No, no. Uh, didn't take the bait in the room either.
0: <laughs> I did tell him on this the episode we recorded that he talked about maybe trying to get some people to like do a pre kind of like what we. Think and hope for for the Mandalorian I was like you're gonna Have to do all that man like if I'm available that's fine I was like But I can't I can't organize Anything like that so Yeah yeah. it's like that's Fine I figured it would be kind of my Thing to I was like as long as you Record it and tell me Like if I need to Specifically find something and edit It out like I'm I'm good So Well good deal that comes
1: on soon Yep, we're a month away So It's The rumors are swirling any day now For a, a Star Wars trailer Yeah okay. oh, So excited Star Wars is
0: My well. Oh, it's like almost The The biggest part of my life that isn't Like actual life <laughs> No, it definitely is Definitely is Um. Like, friends, family, work, Star Wars.
1: That's uh, about right. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. Uh, and we're going to get a poster. See what their big group poster looks like for uh, for this one, finally. We'll see if there's... In it. <laughs> I was literally just about to say, see if Rose is on it. Oh, uh, They're pissing me off with all that. We'll uh. see she's front they they put out some really cool key art that has like all the characters I think it's Paul Shipper it looks like his style at least but it's like a painting that's got every single character from the new trilogy and Rose has like a really big cool placement it's my background at work I'll send you a picture of it when I'm at work tomorrow Um, but I was like really happy for that she has really good placement so anyway well have a good night sir and uh, everyone out there have a better tomorrow Bye. bye